Yo, what's good, America? This your boy, Jigsaw Blue. Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to uh, give my condolences to Nip and his family. Uh, sad day in the hip-hop community. Uh, R.I.P. to the king, man. We lost the king, man. I didn't listen to his music heavy, but I did respect Victory Lap. It was a great body of work. And it was definitely what the streets needed. But we didn't need to lose the king, man. It was on his way to do bigger things. I had I had much respect for him, what he was doing outside of the rap game. His businesses that he was doing and uplifting people up under him, showing them how to move in this business without having to deal with, you know, being mainstream rap. That that was much respect, much, much, much respect. But we lost a king, man. And it was one of it was one of ours that did it. And I'm not you know, I would you know, I'm not big on, you know, saying oh the government did it or anything because he was working on a documentary. Uh it it was just a lost soul trying to get his name out there, man. But um I'd like to send my condolences to his family, his wife, his kids, and, you know, just everybody that was in that was in his life. R.P. Nipsey Hussle, man. You is that new Jigsaw Company? Yo, what's good? It's your boy Jigsaw Blue back with another episode of Jigsaw and Company. I here on a location at my job, actually, at the Boys and Girls Club here with some motivational speakers from all over North Carolina that's doing real major things, whether it's in fashion, sports, uh, just to help the youth uplift themselves and make better decisions and help them guide themselves to bigger and better dreams that they have right now i'm sitting with some individuals that i heard their stories and if it was really interesting to me i'm gonna let them introduce themselves i'm treshawn mccray um 19 years old sophomore at uncg um i'm an entrepreneurship minor in hospitality tourism i have a clothing line clothing brand lavish clothing um I started it a few years ago um, in honor of my little brother. And um, just as I'm going through my process, um, as I'm learning, I'm growing, um, just bettering myself each and every day. Um, my name is Cameron Lyde. I'm from uh, Rayford, North Carolina. I go to Winston-Salem State University. Um, my major is um, uh, information technology, and I'm in, uh, more into like fashion and uh, photography. So... Fashion is uh is starting to become real huge, especially in uh, social media platforms. How do y'all separate yourselves from anybody else that has like a clothing brand as yourself or as people that do uh, fashion as far as taking pictures? What separates yourself from the competition? I feel like being unique is the key thing. Um, putting your own personal style in everything that you do. Um, what I what I do was uh, or what I do is um like on Instagram for say um like when I post a picture, I would use like hashtags because I know that on Instagram now you can follow hashtags and like whatever 
hashtag you follow, if I post that hashtag on my picture, that they'll see it on their timeline as they're, like, scrolling down. So, like, that will separate me from people that don't use them because, like, if you use the hashtags, you could, anybody that follows the hashtag around the world, anywhere is going to see your picture. And, um, like, that's how you make connections, companies see you and stuff like that. That uh, that's an important thing because I really didn't understand how important hashtags was. Um, I just recently started using hashtags and like trying to figure out like how can I, uh, like, basically twine uh, hashtags together so I can get more of a following with different projects that I do. So um, is so is Instagram your only? Uh, Way of getting your uh, pictures out, or you do something else? Uh, no, I know I post on Twitter too. It's mainly just Instagram and Twitter. What about yourself? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything that I can. What's uh, some of y'all favorite co- clothing brands that made y'all want to get into fashion or start wearing other people's clothes? Um, I wouldn't say it was a specific clothing brand. I think it was just. Like, probably just seeing, like, celebrities dress and stuff like that. Like, I've always, like, looked at celebrities, how they dress, and, like, just, like, different cultures, like, the 90s, like, early 2000s to now. Um, and, like, I just gained knowledge on, like, what certain things go with, like, different pieces go different pieces go with certain, like, clothes and, like, different colors, like, color coordination. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I just formed basically my own style over the years. So, like, it was just, like, just me, like, evolving my style and just keep dressing. Um, same, uh, basically like the rappers that I've seen in music videos on TV, um, and then once that I realized that it was a lot of black African American people coming out with their own brands mm-hmm. and things like that, I was like, okay, that's something I can do. What can make or break an outfit? Like, oh, what? Let me rephrase it. What can break an outfit that can like take it over to take it over the top? Oh, so you saying like better, make it better? No, make it oh, was make it worse. Oh, um, it'd probably be like if it, it ain't doing too much with it. Like it's something that could just be simple. Like boom, boom. Like they put all the extra. Like to say, like I'm trying to think. <laughs> like it's way. I'm a strong believer in simple is better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Simple is better. Like. Going over the board, like going overboard, you always tend to mess up somewhere. Yeah. That's true, I can see that. Cause me and my son, we talk about uh, he always he all this is he cause he's in kind of in the fashion, and he always <coughs> brings up Russell Westbrook. He was like, you got all that money, but you want to dress like a two year old. Yeah, do too much. Yeah, young thug. All the thing about him, you don't have no stylist. That's really him. That's that's him dressing himself. Like he don't have no stylist. But, that fits the way he has to. Yeah. So, I mean, do you feel like, uh, I mean, because, like, they, it's them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's, it's, it's them. What's the question? What's the, how I'm, I'm trying to word trying to say, it. Like, since it's them, is it that, is it bad that, yeah. yeah, it's a mess of the outfit, even though it's that, that's the yeah. way they're expressing themselves. That's yeah. the same thing. I mean, I feel like fashion is the way you express yourself through, cro- through clothes. So, I mean, when we talk about, I feel like it's like two different like discussions. Yeah, 
Like, <laughs> like, you talking about fashion, like, what fashion is, like, this, like, it's certain things in fashion that just don't, go. I mean, because, I mean, nowadays, fashion has changed because at one point in time, it was just, you have to uh, look a certain type of way mm-hmm. to be considered a model or be in fashion, but now it's, it's more, it, it's, it's more open. Yeah. I feel like fashion has changed in a way that now is all about, like, color coordination. Right. And back in the day, it was all about, I want this to match with this, this to go with that. But now it's like, you can match match all these different colors or different colors, period, and then you can get a fire outfit. Yeah, like patterns, too. Yeah, yeah. patterns. <clears throat> oh, so, so. Like, like, at first, like, you want to see nobody wearing stripes with dots. Yeah, right. somebody out here in the world can make that look good. So it's kind of like. I used to get clown for that. Yeah. Because I used to, I used to <clears throat> like, back in the day, they had the, uh, the plaid shorts. <laughs> And I used to have like the uh, striped shirt, stripe shirt on. I used to get played for that. I really used to get played for that. Yeah, certain people, certain people can make it look good. It just depends on how you rock it. Like that's that's what it is with like fashion now. It's always like, like fashion has evolved over the years. But like it's always gonna be somebody or a new wave to come through. That's gonna like our kids gonna do that in the future. Like everything is recycled. So we doing that's we true. Stuff that we people were wearing in the nineties. So, <clears throat> is there anybody that inspires you? To like you say, okay, like for me, Fab is one of the best dressed people. There's one of like he he like one of the best dressed people I ever seen nowadays. Well, what about yeah? I I just just love I just love like think about Fab. I just love the way he dressed until like like I guess I probably when I got to college I just stopped looking at celebrities. I just kind of like wear what I wanted to wear. Cause okay. I, could, I was looking at celebrities all throughout high school, so it's like I already like formed my own like way of dressing. So I just like go off off my head. Like I used to look up like when I was in being high school, I stay up to like one two o'clock in the morning, put an outfit together, looking up celebrities like how they how they wear theirs like. And then over the years, I just it just came natural. Like, I just started doing whatever. Um, I still look at fabulous clothes, but now instead of trying to put stuff like his, I try to be different, mm-hmm. but with the same concept. Kind of. yeah, yeah, concepts. Yeah. Um, and also, with Fab, I learned it's the way that you carry yourself. Mm. It's, that's very important, like, with fashion, period, and with clothes, it's all about how you carry yourself. Because yeah. you don't see Fab sagging his pants. You don't really see him wearing a whole lot of baggy stuff. Yeah. It's always real, like precise. Yeah. The uh, is shoes is big a uh, bigger part of your wardrobe or? Nah, that's, that's that's one that's 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 mainly one of my main models when it comes to, like dressing. Like I rather have a lot of clothes and yeah, shoes. like a, like a, a good portion of shoes because mm-hmm. like you can put a thousand outfits in one pair of shoes, but if you got a lot of shoes but not a lot of clothes, it's like you are basically gonna be wearing the same stuff like over and over. Like with, with shoes, you have way more. You have way more shoes. You have clothes. Like it's just gonna be like unbalanced. But like you have way more clothes. The clothes have the, the, the have the colors in it. You can match it with any. You can match it with one shoe. Like you put like five outfits together with one shoe, and then just spread it out. You know, not have to buy shoes every. You know, what I'm saying like every month. Like I, buy, I probably buy shoes like every six seven months. Yeah, that's fine. I hate uh, buying shoes. That's fine. <laughs> like I have to be. It have to be on the sale for me to yeah. to really want to buy some shoes. The shoes that I like really don't drop. Drunk like that, yeah, you know. It's like every blue moon, I might see something I like, and then I get. But so you're not big into the the Jordan 
raffle ticket type thing. Nah, that was like high school. High school, yeah. middle school, I used to be on that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what are you looking forward to get out of this whole uh, doing fashion or whatnot? What, what is your main your main goal? Um, one of my main goals is to, uh, for one, I want to turn my, my business into a nonprofit for abuse kids. Um, so that's one of my main things. Um, two, uh, I know how it is to not really be able to afford new clothes and new fashions and stuff like that. And so it's like, you be behind on stuff. And so I just want people in the generations <coughs> after me and people that uh, support my brand to know, like, you can look good at affordable price. You don't got to be out here buying all this designer to look good. Yeah. Can you say that again? <laughs> you don't got to buy designer to look good. Thrifting is the way. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> Thrifting is the way. What, what was the question again? Uh, what is your main goal? Oh, my main goal is, honestly, like, when, like growing up in high school, I always wanted to be a model. But, like, once I got to college, that's when I wanted to do, like, personal styling and, like, put outfits together because I thought that was more, like, what I had fun doing and it came, like, more natural. So, like, really, if somebody hit me up and asked me to be a model, a big-time company asked me to be a model, uh, I would take it. But if somebody t- if, like somebody asked me to be a personal stylist, I'd take it. Like, it's either one. Like, I just want to do something that has to do with fashion, period. But my, my main goal would probably be to become a personal stylist. Like, if, I, if, if like, a celebrity hit me up right now, like, I would drop out of school and start being a stylist. <laughs> That's how serious I am. <laughs> That's how serious I am. So, yeah. Outside of fashion, uh... What else do y'all have for yourself uh, going? What What do you have going for yourself? Well, I mean, cause I know y'all in school, and but is there any other uh, thing that could like that you might you in fashion out, but this this right here might take me away from fashion. Uh, it probably it probably be what I'm in school for. Cause I'm in school for like technology stuff. So, like I just been thinking about ways if if the fashion stuff doesn't work out by just like me taking pictures and stuff like that. Once I get my career and I get the money, I can start investing into it and like somehow incorporate like technology into fashion mm. and like create something new. Like just think about ideas I can like intertwine them together. Before we leave, but I eat right now, we're going to take some pictures. Okay. Thank you for coming. Mm. All right, back to you, man. Uh, um, for me, I plan on um, expanding my brand more um, and also what I'm going to school for entrepreneurship and both hospitality and tourism um, I want to own multiple chains of businesses and I also want to own my own hotel okay if you uh, open up your own if, make sure you put a cookout somewhere on the west coast uh, you will make a killing they don't I, I lived in Arizona and they don't have a Bojangles. They don't have a cookout. They had one Waffle House where I was at, and it wasn't the same. Yeah, I was say, yeah. It wasn't the same. It's crazy, but down here, you, you see cookout, Bojangles, Waffle House everywhere. <laughs> Man. Oh, that's weird. Well, I, um, I greatly appreciate y'all uh, taking the time to do this. Uh, y'all young men, I, I love to see black young men excel in life, period, whatever they're doing, especially if it's positive. Um, and then giving back, also giving back. I uh, have much respect for y'all, and I will be looking forward to uh, watching y'all grow into y'all careers and y'all dreams. Appreciate that. Thank you. So, uh, tell the people where they can find you and where they can find your uh, clothing <laughs> line at. 
You can follow me on IG at underscore the dot king underscore underscore. You can follow Lavish Clothing at lavish dot clothing underscore. Uh, you can find me at um on Instagram Instagram and Twitter uh at Camrantula C A M R A N T U L A. All right, man. I pre- like I said, I appreciate y'all doing this. Uh, this a uh, little mini episode of Jigsaw and Company. We out. Okay, we back, we back. This your boy Jigsaw Blue, and I'm here at my location at the Boys and Girls Club in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I I hear different stories that that's interesting, but it's rare when you see one and you hear it for yourself face to face and it's just it's it's a spe- it's special. That's all I can say it's special. Um I was listening to the motivational speakers that was here, and this uh, beautiful uh, woman was telling her story, and I will, I'm going to let her introduce herself, and we're just going to go from there. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, hi. My name is Marla, Marla Johnson, a.k.a. Love Tigress. Uh, Love Tigress because everything that you do, you do it with passion, and you do it fiercely. Uh, but yeah, what's up, everybody? Her story of how she, she's a model. Her story of how she became a model, finding herself, finding her confidence was uh, an eye-opener for me. And I would like to share her story with the people that I know and the rest of the world. So tell people how you got started in modeling. Okay. Um, Well, it started um, some years ago. For those that don't know, I am what's considered a plus model. And so um, as a young girl, I've always been, you know, a little thick little girl, you know, walking around. And um, my aunts and my mother, um, they always taught me how to carry it. So as I'm growing up, you know, they're like, this is what you wear. This is how you hold this. This is how you stand. Hold your head up. You know, um, they used to sing in a group together. So we had rehearsals on Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday nights gave me life. You know, Tuesday nights really taught me how to be a woman and how to carry it as a a lady. Um, But as I got older and in school and uh, being young and being a teenager, you know, kids were picking on me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to you. You know, why are you messing with me? And not even realizing, you know, as, as a young kid, um, you know, just bullying and, and things like that. So um, as I got older in high school, um, just dealing with a lot of different issues with high school kids deal with depression and trying to find yourself. And then um, people don't realize that these kids, they deal with real life situations. And the younger they are, the earlier they begin to deal with these situations. Mm-hmm. So like when I was 17, um, that experience is different from someone now who's 17. You know, so I can only imagine, you know, what the youth face now, even as I'm 36, Mm -hmm. you know, so mad respect to that. And social media does not help at all. Oh, my gosh. Social media can be the best thing or the worst thing. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what energy you put out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I just as when I was a senior, I do remember that I was at 375 pounds. And I remember that because when we had to do PE 
you know, they had the physical test where you had to hold on to the monkey bars or jump rope, you know, so many times, you know, heart health, whatever it is that they do, right? And so um, that's when it really hit me, like, I'm a big girl. Like, they they keep saying these things, and they just started, like, just bringing me down, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not how I was brought up, but, you know, you want to be accepted. Right. You want to be cool, you know and what I'm saying? Follow, follow behind people that you really shouldn't be following behind. Exactly, exactly. And um, as I graduated, um, I did go to a community college. I didn't go straight to college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just dealing with depression. Like, two or three years after that, next thing you know, I was like 400, 450, and the weight just kept coming on and on. So by this time, I'm like 25, and one day I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk 10 feet. And uh, I ended up being in the hospital for two weeks because I had, um, for those who are familiar with DVT, blood clots, um, just a lot of um, snowball effect of like health issues. And so the doctor was like, listen, Marla, you might be, you know, you might like yourself and, you know, you may feel okay, but if you continue this way, you're not going to be here. So at that time, my weight, it was at 517 pounds. Um, and it was like the bed. You know how the beds, they weigh you, mm-hmm. you know? I was even over the capacity for that. Wow. I did not realize how serious it was. Like those people on um, my 600-pound line, right. that is so real. Because it's like an addiction, any addiction. Food is really an addiction. It is. Um, and I learned as I got older that I'm an emotional eater. So it's like, if I'm happy, I'm gonna eat. If I'm sad, I'm gonna bust down this whole sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm gonna go to cookout, you know, and get this or that. The best restaurant down south, but I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> literally like one step at a time, I really, I had to start losing weight on my own. Um, well, I made a decision to have uh, the gastric sleeve mm-hmm. um, bariatric surgery. Was it a tough decision for you or? Um, it was, the hardest part was coming to the realization mm-hmm. that I had really gone very far, too far. Um, and just preparing um, to even do that because I had to lose weight on my own. Um, there were programs that rejected me because the doctors wouldn't even touch me if I was like under 450. Wow. And that means I would have to lose all this weight on my own. So it was so discouraging when they talk about failures and hitting brick walls. I hit a lot of brick walls. So I found this program. I found this amazing doctor in Cary, and they baby stepped me. So even when it comes to exercising, I started just doing one lap around the track because that's all I could do. And then next thing you know, it became two. And then um, you go through all these things that make you reevaluate yourself and, you know, identify why you're this size and how did you get here. So that way you can be self-aware because it's just a jump start. That's all it is. And so now, even five years later and 200 pounds later, um, I still, it's a still ongoing battle. But now I'm going in because I'm equipped. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready. So when all that happened, um, something happened inside. Like when I started to feel better physically, you know, I was just like, well... I like uh, I like how that looks in the mirror. I like how, you know, like, girl, you look good today. 
Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it just hit me in different spurts. And so it inspired me to challenge myself. So after the first year, I ran my first marathon. Oh, that's beautiful. I did the uh, color run, and I actually did it twice and beat my time the second time. Um, and I had a trainer. I conditioned. Uh, it's just changing your diet. And I also changed my surroundings. So I changed, like, friends who brought negative things, negative energy. Yeah. Um, I surrounded myself with positive people, my family. I mean, at that point, I was so depressed. Um, I was living in Greensboro. I had my own place, and I just shut down. And my family literally came and got me. So they, how did you get through that depression moment? Because a lot of people can't get past that. Yeah. Um, I just remember sitting in my car one day, and I was working a job that was super stressed. And um, I called my mom, and I couldn't talk. I just cried. And she noticed, you know, my mom knows me, and she knows that I literally hit rock bottom. And she said, can you come home? I said, yes. And she said, just come home. Don't worry about packing a bag. Sometimes just knowing um, that you have that support system. I'm the type, okay, like, if my parents, um, you know, they're like, if you need us, you know, you come and you ask us whatever it is you need and we got you. But my thing is no news is good news. So I'm like, I'm not going to keep bothering my parents, you know, for these type of problems. And then I'm over here spinning out of control. And then eventually when I hit rock bottom, they're going to have to come and get me anyway. Um, But my mom calls me, quote, unquote, the prodigal child uh, because I come home and like the the biblical story, prodigal child. Um, But, yeah, just knowing that you were I was at rock bottom and the beautiful thing about rock bottom Um, even in all the darkness, is that there's still a way up, a way out. Knowing that you're there, you might have to scrape and and scratch and claw your way some days, but there's always that tiny bit of light. And if you could just see that tiny bit of light out of all that darkness, sometimes that's all you have to hold on in that moment. Sometimes it's day by day. Or um, dealing with the darkness or depression. Sometimes it's moment by moment mm-hmm. where you have to stop and say, okay, God, something, something ain't feeling right. My chest is heavy. You know, um, and just being aware. If you're aware, you can kind of push through it versus just succumbing to it, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. Because okay. the energy, I'm a, I'm a big believer in energy. Right. And like you said, people bring types of energy. So. Right. You could be in a good mood, but mm-hmm. this person bring their negative energy, mm-hmm. it latches on. And mm-hmm. you, like you say, you, your chest feel heavy or yeah. you might feel weak. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, what I like to do, uh, I like to talk, sometimes I like to talk my stuff out, mm-hmm. but I like to write my stuff out. Okay. And that's how I get rid of my negative energy. But... Like I said, your your story coming from where you was at to where you are now, like you look so comfortable and so confident, it's it's amazing. Thank you. Um, when you decided that okay, I'm gonna take a step in this modeling direction. Um, when I started getting feedback, um, I have a lot of nieces, and as you can see, my cousin. Right. Um, all of my little cousins, I mean, like I, for example, 
So the youngest, um, Jamira, I called her her older sister's name because the last time I saw her, she had barrettes and hair bows. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are a grown woman. You know what I mean? I love that. And I think about her. I think about um, young ladies like her because at that age, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with adult situations, but you don't know who you are. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm you know, a little seasoned in the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Proud to say 36. Okay. But as I got older, it's like the less fucks I began to give. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was so afraid uh, at that age of, you know, 17, 18, 19. I was just talking to two young ladies today. I would come into a room so defensive. You know how, and um, let me say greatness. A lot of people know, um, some people are innately um, gifted. That's true. Okay. And with their gifting, other people see it before they do. Okay. And sometimes uh, people want to speak negative or try to deter them because they see how great they are. But those people who are, who have that gift, Sometimes they acquiesce to fear because they want to be accepted instead of being great. Mm. Right? That's that's strong. And so sometimes being great means, or being gifted means, you're going to be that odd person out. You're going to be that, that one that's in the corner, you know, learn to, to, to embrace the alone time, you know, and that's okay. Because as I got older, I started to be more protective of my energy. You know, so my thing is that energy of sometimes those naysayers, because they're still there. Um, People who want to doubt you or people who just have something to say. Um, A lot of times understanding that they're acting out of fear themselves and using that and taking that energy and pouring it into young ladies like that. You know, to say, pour into them early. You're beautiful. Just to tell a young woman that she's beautiful. Well, working for the Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. you, you see different personalities, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different personalities, and I try my best to uplift it's not only our males, but our females as well. That's right. You a black queen. That's right. Keep your head up. You, you're not ugly. There's That's nothing right. uh, discouraged about you. You smart. Mm-hmm. I try my best to keep, keep telling that. I tell this one girl. I tell her that every day. What's up, Queen? How you mm-hmm. doing? That's she, right. Uh, all she do is smile. That's right. And that's and that's how it's supposed to be. In my mind, I feel like it is my job to continue to pour positivity, especially into women, mm-hmm. young women, black women, because uh, we face a lot of oppositions as well. That's true. You know? And when it comes to modeling, um, I first ventured into it because it was just something on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I at least did one show. You know, so I I did the pictures, I did the, you know, the first photo shoot, and they say, you know, you get a headshot, body shot, or whatever. And I said, I'm just going to do it, you know, just to say I did. So I did this show, and I wore this beautiful gown, but I remember my hands were trembling so bad, even in rehearsals, um, the casting call. But when I went to the casting call, let me back up to the casting call. So um, I had my little pictures and things, and I found this uh, casting hall in Greensboro. So I go in, and I look around, and I'm so nervous, like my hands are shaking, like my pictures are shaking, because I'm so nervous, right? But then when I look up and look around, everybody else's picture's shaking too. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it be. And that was in 2016, 
And after that show, I'm still connected to those same people because it was their first time too. Like eight of us, it was our first show ever. So the fact that we all got to experience that together, we still, you know, in our same network, you know, so if there's shows or, you know, uh, gigs or anything, we'll call, you know, I'll be like, hey, you going to this? Or they need some more models for this. So we're, we're, we're that small circle where we pour positivity and we work together. We network with well each other. That is, yes. That's beautiful. Yeah, yes. That's how it's supposed to be. Exactly. So when I think about young girls, I want young girls to see that. So like when I'm on the runway, I think about when I'm walking, mm-hmm. I'm turning my back on all that negative. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sashaying away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look at me. I'm a story. God is good. Like, I am a living, literally living testimony. You know, and I always, I didn't never thought I was always good enough. Mm-hmm. Or I was always smart enough or small enough, you know. But um, I'm just grateful that I'm here today and I'm able to share my story and share um, just the young girls I met today. Like one young lady, I mean, I just looked at her and she looked at me and we just fell into each other, you know, Um, because you don't even have to tell. She didn't have to tell me her story, but I I see the pain because I know that pain. Mm -hmm. You know, I know exactly where she is and I'm just grateful that I got a chance to meet her where she is. Because if I, I needed someone like that at 19, you know what I'm saying? Or I had my mother, you know, maybe I can help them with someone else. This is why I do it, you know. And now, like, because I like to do it, to me, it's like other things come with it. Like, I get to travel now. And I actually get compensated now, you know. Um, so I'm just kind of riding the wave, you know what I'm saying? As long as I get that chance to spread that light and that positive energy and meet new people you know, if it takes me somewhere else, let's go. It's like being on a journey. Yes. You know, just following the journey and embracing every hard knock, embracing every did well, do better. Um, yeah, so that's okay. pretty much it. My last question. <laughs> okay. If you had a book, what would be the title of your book? Journey of an Empath. Journey of an Empath. Yes. Um, I'm... I feel like um, an empath. So empath is um, a person who is intuitive, and they they absorb people's energy. So like especially people that they're close to. Like I could say for my sisters, like I knew that she was pregnant when she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I felt it, right? Or if someone's hurting, like it's it's almost a physical feeling, like. When someone that I love is hurt, it's like a heaviness in my chest. Or sometimes if I get um, really excited, it comes through physically. Like I tremble. And I'm, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> but just being a woman and absorbing people's energy. Um, and sometimes like you have to pick and choose what you're going to protect it from and what you're going to you know, go all in. Sure. Um, and so it's a journey because you, you're navigating you know what I'm saying? Because you're on a you're you're navigating on another vibration, mm-hmm. another level. If that makes sense, I it know it's kind of. Um, but yeah, that's what I would call it, journey of an empath. So tell the people where they can find you at. Okay, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I am Love Tigress, Love Tigress L U V T I G R E S S. 
uh, Facebook, um, Marla Love Lifted Me Johnson, and also on my website, I am lovetigress.com, where you can follow uh, my blogs um, when I do events and shows. Um, I talk about life, I talk about health. I'm talking about being a brown girl in this world. Okay. Okay. Like Facing all the challenges. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about a little bit of that black girl magic, how we navigate and still be fly as fuck in this world. Okay. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter what the climate change is doing because we still going to be magic. That's true. You know? Yes. And I want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. For thank you for this opportunity. Uh, like I said, I just love meeting interesting people and hearing their stories and just want to put stuff out. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Well, this is another episode <laughs> of uh, Jigsaw and Company. I will check y'all out later. Thank you.